starts now. Earlier this year, I talked about the opportunities that lay in front of the federal government, the breadth of inspiration they could tap into, resulting from the global pandemic. In this week's speech from the throne, Canadians learned that nothing too big will be tackled and that visionary thinking does not consume a major part of the governing agenda. But this was really to be expected. For those unfamiliar, the reference to throne in speech from the throne is part of the governing reality that Canada is a constitutional monarchy, and such a document is historically delivered from the seat of the crown. What is a speech from the throne? Well, it's a broad brush stroke mission document. It outlines major policy and spending directions the government intends to embark on over the next governing session. And how long exactly is that session? To put it bluntly, if enough MPs disagree with the direction and vote against the speech, we immediately move into an election. Aside from that, and notwithstanding negotiation and amendment of the document, some of which has already happened, the throne speech guides the government until the natural end of its term, which, given the minority status of the Trudeau Liberals, is not very far away. So how does the government intend to govern according to this plan? As I talked about in an earlier episode, this Prime Minister wakes up every morning with news of death numbers that resemble those of wartime years. This is no easy position to be in. Nearly 9,000 Canadians have died in the past six months. Our American neighbours have lost 200,000 to date, while globally the pandemic has taken the lives of nearly a million people. Against this morbid context, the speech from the throne highlights a continued thrust to contain and address the pandemic bolster employment, women's economic inclusion, protections for seniors. They talk about introducing a newly designed benefit for the disabled and commitments to climate-related measures. So those issues constitute the primary focus of the federal government's course of action. A speech from the throne typically doesn't contain much detail, but there are almost always a few bullet points that help elucidate. The feds want to create one million new jobs. They say this will entail direct investments in the social sector and infrastructure, immediate training to quickly skill up workers, and incentives for employers to hire and retain workers. That sounds like more of the same type of money that has been spent since the beginning of the pandemic, so this move can be described as consistent with existing policy, and certainly nothing wrong there. As part of that plan, the government says it will extend the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy through to next summer. The Canada Recovery Benefit will be the new version of CERB, and mention is made of overhauling the EI system to reflect today's economic reality, for example by incorporating self-employed and gig economy workers. So credit given here, they seem to be using this opportunity to upgrade how our EI premiums are spent. Targeted measures will address the harder-hit sectors of travel, tourism, entertainment and the arts. These details will be important, as tourism, broadly speaking, is a fundamental part of Canada's total employment and GDP. As a way to address how the pandemic has disproportionately hit women, significant long-term sustained investment will be used to create a Canada-wide learning and a childcare system. We all remember the early outbreaks and heavy toll taken on seniors and seniors' homes. The speech informs us that the government promises to amend the criminal code to penalize people who neglect seniors under their care. The plan also tells us that the feds are working on a Canadian disability benefit, something modeled on the guaranteed income supplement for seniors. While not all people with disabilities are low income, 
The vast majority tend to be, so this is really hard to criticize at this point. On the climate front, the government is promising to bring forward a plan to exceed its goal of reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 30%, below 2005 levels by 2030. Thousands of jobs will be created, the speech tells us, by retrofitting homes and buildings to make zero-emission vehicles more affordable. Describing the speech as an ambitious plan for an unprecedented reality, it compares the current challenges to the wars and economic collapses endured by previous generations. Like any other speech from the throne, the main guts are sewn together by some fluffy blah blah blah, with notes of patriotism coupled with the sort of non-specific mentionables that are included to pique the interest of certain parts of the population. Quite useful in the event that we head into an election. An interesting inclusion in this year's throne speech highlights the announcement that the Canada Revenue Agency will start sending people pre-completed tax returns for those who file a simple tax return and simply require the person to confirm the details and amounts. Well, this is excellent. As the CRA already has the basic info, this is such a no-brainer it should have been done at least a decade ago. Perhaps most interesting, the PM addressed the nation later in the evening. Responses from the leaders of the opposition and other parties is pending the recovery from COVID of two of their respective leaders, both of whom are currently in quarantine. And then, of course, the fateful vote that will determine if this government is given the chance to begin flushing out the details and specifics of this broad brush-stroke governing plan. These are interesting times. Visit stephenchristiansen.ca for more episodes. This podcast is available on all streaming platforms, including Anchor, Amazon Music, Spotify, TuneIn, and Apple. I'm Stephen Christiansen. Thanks for listening. Podcast complete.